Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shayla Toombs-Withers. As a double board certified family and obesity medicine physician with over 12 years of experience in medicine, I teach motivated individuals how to achieve their desired quality of life while preventing and reversing chronic diseases. It's tea time. On today's episode of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, I have a special guest, Christine Quigless, joining me. Hi, Christine. Welcome to the show. Hello. All right. So we'll get started. Christine Marie, let's start by just having you really tell us your story. So how did you gain an interest in helping others with their menstrual cycle discomfort? Yeah. So it happened to me. My life, my work has always been dedicated to hacking systems and finding the way of ease and joy in the hardest things. And I did it with fashion. I did it with test prep. I found a way to do well on the test without thinking, you know, using holistic processes. And so what happened is that I have always suffered from menstrual pain and PMS. I lost my ovary. I got an early diagnosis of endometriosis. I have always been in debilitating pain and it's always gotten worse and nothing helped birth control, hormones, supplements, supplements worked for four months, but then who I was overcame the supplements. And so I was back to the pain. And what happened is that I was sitting across from a client who was 16 and she was cramping and I could see it on her face through the computer. And I said, you're cramping. And she goes, yeah, I am, but I'm going on birth control. And I was like, no, because I had already done it. And my dad's colleagues from med school were working on me and, and people my grandpapa mentored. I had the best medical care and I knew traditional medical care and I knew what was going to happen. And in that moment, and this is why I say it happened to me in that moment, all of the years of research that I had done every month in pain going, is there a solution? What is the cure? Trying to learn all the different methods and everything just married with my system hacker self, with my holistic approach to life. And I said, can we, can we try something? And can we try something? Will you wait on the birth control? And she said, yes. And we tried something in within 90 days. In my first two cases, 90 days or less, they were shifted out of pain, out of PMS. I was patient three. I was shifted out of pain, out of PMS, and I reversed my symptoms of endometriosis. And since then, it has been one after another. I'm like, oh, I need a PCOS person. Yes. Oh, I need a fibroids. We're working on that right now. Like, oh, I need a PMDD person. Yes. You know, and I'm just, because it's a reversal of the diagnoses and it's a shift without supplements and without diet and exercise. So it's like a very, I think the only way it could have happened is that it happened, that it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And one of the things that I really think is special too about you is, is that you're talking about it as women. A lot of times menstrual cycles, is just something we don't talk about, even though we all have them, you know, as part of what makes you <laughs> biologically female is that it comes with the package. And it's something that we really don't talk about, especially those people who suffer. And, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, women, they suffer in silence and they, like you said, they feel like there is no solution and nothing that they can do. Even me being a physician, a lot of times women won't come out with that information. And sometimes you even have to pull that out, that information out that their cycles are, are too heavy or they're too painful. Because I think it's almost one of those things that we feel like we have to go through and like there yeah. really isn't a solution. I don't know if you, you found that too with people. Like it's it's kind of one of those things they feel like they just they just have to do and and there isn't anything for them. I love what you're saying. I'm even writing it down because I was screaming from the rafters. And I think again it has to do with being raised by people in medicine who were like, you are your greatest expert. You've got to speak up about anything because nobody can figure you out. And so I take for granted the fact that people don't realize that this is that this is not okay, that any pain is not okay. And my family had the same reaction when I told them I was in pain. They thought I was a hypochondriac because they said, none of us have pain. And I, I'm from a family of seven and five members of which are women. And no one had gone through this, so they just assumed it wasn't happening. And I think that we, especially as women, and I, it has to do with us being kind of second to in society, like men were out of the cave first, mm -hmm. you know, and so we were joining them. And so they would say what's going on with them. I have a headache. I have a backache. I have a this or that. And because they didn't talk about it, I think I don't know that we felt like we're taking their lead. Yeah. And so there's so many reasons. That oh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that, you know, even in some of the, the really, really old medical textbooks, there was a diagnosis of hysteria um, for women in it wasn't that we were psychotic or anything. We were, we were being women, but they, there was a, an entire diagnosis for it. They would tell, you know, that women were just hysteria, you know, hysteria kind of thing. And it's no, we, we do have separate problems that are unique to us. And we are not all monolith. We're not all one in the same. And it is, it's a thing that we should be talking about more and, and helping each other more through to, to really normalize that these issues exist and that there are solutions these menstrual issues. So yeah, I definitely applaud you for, for talking about it and for being that, that, you know, person that people can, can go to and, and have that level of support for something that a lot of times people just feel like they can't, they can't talk about. Yeah. And yeah. likewise, I applaud you for having this platform and I see you online and I see how you hold space for another way, of course, with a variety of of things that primarily women are dealing with. But I think it's really, it, we're lucky that we're, we live in a time where our lives aren't threatened for doing something like this. Right. Um, and, and, and thank you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you. Yeah. So now tell me, there were some dietary things that you've done that was helpful for your menstrual cycle discomfort. So just maybe tell us a little bit about that and what you found to be helpful to you. I think you said it like just a second ago or a minute ago, you said, we're not a monolith. Right. You know, and and what's really cool about our body and especially about being born with a uterus is that we are always changing and always in flow. And so these four phases that we have, these four menstrual phases, they have different ways that they need us to eat. And one of the game changers I found is that I, I learned, I let my body educate me on what the right food was for the right phase. And it was, of course, it was a mixture of personal proclivity, like what I just like to like because of where I am geographically, because of how I was raised. But then there's Ayurvedically, you know, we have our doshas that inform your wind, a water, a fire. Those are the three doshas. And your combination says these work for you and these don't. And I found that for my period, if I encourage, and that's what my process is about, if I encourage my environment and my physiological strengths, if I lean into them as they are based on each phase, as they are like directed, then I will crave certain foods. And so I can't say that there is a certain food that is what you need to eat for this phase. Like I don't work in that way, but I can say that when you're in flow and in alignment with your body, uh, one of the big myth busters is that when you're menstruating and you're in menstrual alignment with yourself, you're actually not craving chocolate. You're not craving heavy foods because menstruation is actually a time of restoration. So it's pushing out what it doesn't need. It's spring cleaning. We get all the stuff out that we don't need. And then we go inside and we fix all the stuff. And the last thing the body needs is something rich like chocolate or something effortful like vegetables or fruit, which ah, like they do a lot of work, but they need a lot of energy to do that work in the body. And so your body is not wanting that. It's wanting broth. It's wanting bread, like the easiest things so that it can really tend to itself. So I would say, you know that you're out of alignment when you are craving the wrong things at the wrong time. And you know that you're in alignment when you will start to have an inkling that goes, do I, I, I want, I want pickles right now. Okay. And you eat them and it feels amazing. Like food stops being a, an event and it starts being just another part of what makes your life great. It's not a uh, pleasure pain. It's not part of the pleasure pain uh, paradigm anymore. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I love that you said spring cleaning because that that's a good analogy to what our cycles really, really are. Yeah, it is. It's our, our body's way of, of cleaning out that that uterus for the, for the next round, if you will, for the, or the next phase of life for you. Yeah, and then that with food too. Sometimes our, our, our body, I, I talk a lot about interconnectedness, you know, really with our mind and our body anyway. Yeah. Our, a lot of times our, our body will tell us what it needs. And one of the things that I like for people to think through when you are craving something, why are you craving that? What are you, what are you really, you know, 
feeling like that is going to accomplish for you. And then after you eat it, how did you feel from that? Did you feel energized? Did you feel comforted? Did it make you feel worse or sluggish? Or, you know, how did you really feel from that? And so, yeah, that's important too, especially uh, as folks are going through their menstrual cycle, because it's such an emotional experience anyway. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. If you're frustrated with your weight, taking more medications than you like to, have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health, and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless. So join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. All right. And so let's talk about the movement piece. I know that that you are a person too that's in touch with your body. So what type of exercise or movement plays a, a helpful part in menstrual discomfort that you found for yourself? Mm, and I like the interconnectedness uh, because I, yeah, all of my stuff is around my understanding that we're operating as a holistic being. So we have these four parts that we're dealing with, the intuitive, the mental, the emotional, and the physical. And so I love questions like, how did that food affect you? How did you feel from it? Not just in your belly. And the same thing happens with movement where it's so important that we know what phase that we're in to know once we're in alignment, then we will crave certain movements anyway. But when we're retraining our body, you know, to get to alignment so that we are out of pain and out of PMS and reversing the disorders, it is so important that we're using the right things at the right time. And so that is one of the, one of the places where I can encourage more strongly. So an example would be in that spring cleaning phase and that menstruating phase, that time of shedding, the activity that would be best that is, is not treating the relief if you have cramps, but is actually treating the cause so that the next round you don't have cramps because you didn't deplete your body is would be yin yoga or would be walking through water mm. or floating. Yeah. You know, highly, highly passive, where in contrast, when you're in soldier phase, you need to be on the peloton you have that energy to burn. And it's like, you know, people are like, I'm going to have a relaxing day and they schedule it. But if their relaxing day at the spa happens when they're in soldier phase, which is um, follicular, if we speak about it biologically, they're going to like be very angry. They're going to be a bit frustrated because they've got so much fire in them and they've got so much energy to burn because they just came off of this restoration time that the worst thing they could do would be in yoga or would be floating in a pool of water. You, does that make sense? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It falls back on what we were talking about too, with that interconnectedness and having your, your mind balanced too with what your body is doing. And I, I love that you even mentioned floating because I, I also like to recommend floating for people too, for a, a number of, of things. But yeah, but it can be one of those things that people don't think about. Water is is certainly a form of, of comfort. We think about even how we come into this world, we come through water. And so it can, it can help from a mental standpoint. It can help from a physical standpoint and yeah. And just putting that, that whole interconnection together now. So in your experience, I'm working with others. What are the top three unique ways that individuals have found relief from their menstrual discomfort? We're talking about menstrual cycles here anyway, things we don't typically talk about. And so beyond them grabbing the the box of ibuprofen, (laughs) what are some of them? Yeah, I love that. Well, my work focuses on, on treating the cause. And so the relief part is super interesting because what else, what some clients will want to do is they'll want to, they'll want to segue into treating the cause without the pain. They want the relief and the cause. And so I often will refer people to something like that you can take while you're switching over to treating the cause so that you don't ever need it. And then there's things like block therapy is really excellent. So literally sitting with your with your womb on a block and laying your whole body over the block, like a, a thick book, like a dictionary or something where you're just pushing against that muscle and you're flattening it. And if you stay there for a while, you'll get an effect. And there's actually someone in the, in the Schmilly's group, he has a device as well that rolls the abs. Mm. Uh, so those are relief possibilities. But for me, the three things you could do is one is mirror work is sitting with yourself for like one to two minutes with you is one thing because you start to see the person inside who is asking for help because our womb is actually a cry for help. It's not meant to be in pain. It's just that we're nurturing a way of being that that results in pain. And so when we start to reach out to that person who's asking for help, we'll be more willing to listen when we're ready to receive the help. The next one would be practicing the word no, trying to use it once a day without an explanation. Like, yeah. no, no is a complete sentence. You can say no, no. period. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the thrill, you know, I have so many clients who will get on the Voxer afterwards and they go, I said it, I said it. And then I walked away and I feel like a million bucks. And that is having such a massive effect on your womb. That is making such a difference. And that you are treating it from like 26 or 23 days before your period, but you are going to feel an ease there. And then the third one is moving opposite of you. So if you're in pain and you're having PMS, you've nurtured that over time. It doesn't happen where it's like, You sacrifice and say yes to everything for one cycle and then you've got cramps. No, no, no. It's a result of a long time of being in a way that nurtured pain and was not in your alignment with yourself because I believe that the womb is there to keep you in alignment with yourself. And so if you start doing the opposite, which an example would be like, if you're always late, then you go, okay, I'm curious about what it would take to be on time just to find out. And 
doing just that little opposite thing and feeling those different feelings will start to open up a conversation with this inner compass, which again is our unfair advantage in the marketplace of life. We have directions, they don't, <laughs> you know? And so that's a really fun one. That's a fun yeah. way to, yeah. to start treating again, the cause of the pain so that you don't have to treat the relief. You don't have anything to relieve. Yeah. Uh, and let me tell you, I love that, that mirror self-reflection. So for the audience, Christine and I just both attended a conference uh, just for women business entrepreneurs. And one of the unique things they did, even in just the bathrooms, where there were mirrors and there were sayings written on the mirrors. And you felt just so empowered, just looking at yourself, looking at that saying, that empowering message to you in the mirror, just to even be able to sit and do that for yourself. That's profound. All right. Now, so what's one tip that you would give to women who may be suffering with their menstrual cycle discomfort, but who haven't taken that first step in finding some real relief for themselves? What's that one tip that you would give them just to, to go forth and find that? Well, the answer is ask for help. That is the way to start because we've been put in a situation where it's called learned helplessness. That's what uh, Marty Seligman at UPenn, that's what he co-parented with this other uh, professor in the 60s of like, when you're told there's no way out, there's no solution for your problem, that's a phenomenon of learned helplessness. And it actually keeps you from even being able to hear an answer, to hear a solution. To So if I said to somebody, you don't have to experience menstrual pain or PMS ever again. If you have a diagnosis, we can reverse it. They might have a violent reaction to me because we have been told to tolerate and cope for so long. And so asking for help in little things might make it possible for us to hear that there is help for this. If we just get used to asking for help, I think most of us are not. My clients who come to me in debilitating pain, my client number three, who I served named Christine Marie, who came to me in debilitating pain, refused to ask for help and felt it to be a weakness. So I would say, and it's in the smallest things like, oh, my seven-year-old comes over and I'm on the phone and says, hey, I need you to help me with my homework. And I'm on the phone instead of, hey, okay, I'll call you back. It's one second. I want you to help me. This is going to be really fun. So here's a timer. It's set for five minutes. I want you to tell me when it goes off. And until then, I want you to just do something else, like find the most creative thing that's opposite of your homework that you can do. And that's it. He's not being pushed aside and I'm not being pushed aside because part of the journey to the freedom from pain and suffering that has to do with our menstruation is actually valuing ourselves and giving ourselves these micro opportunities of reverence. And asking for help is a way to open that door. A bold way, I would say. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole word there. 
and and I love it in a perfect way uh, to wrap this up. So oh. thank you so much, Christine Marie, uh, for joining me on Essence of Health Tea Time. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. And I, for those who are listening, I will put Christine Marie's information in the show notes so you can connect with her, uh, especially if you are suffering through some menstrual disorders um, and would like to help. Uh, Christine Marie, just before we go, can uh, just tell us how we can find you on social media? Yes, uh, Instagram is my jam. And that is, my name is at Sparrow Thrive. That's the, that's the easiest way to find me. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at dr.tw at eohwc on TikTok. Interested in becoming a member of the Essence of Health Coaching Program? Well, head on over to www.eohcoaching.com. The Essence of Health is in you.